in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Mostly Wrong, a miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics, including TV, movies, books, comics, games, and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week. We will most certainly discuss spoilers, so please proceed at your own risk. I am Matt Lucas, and joining me this week, as usual, is Ryan Loinka. Greetings and salutations. And Mark Jackson. Hello. Hey, guys. So, welcome to episode 18. We have more random shit to talk about. I'm sure if anybody else can see the show notes when they loaded up this episode. So just to reiterate, this is a spoiler cast. There's almost nothing worth talking about if you can't talk about all of it. And that's the stuff we bring to the show. So we'll probably reiterate spoilers if it's big stuff, but just assume that we're going to just talk about things. because Well, especially if it's current, like within what, like the last month or a few weeks Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's within years or a decade, I mean, it's probably fair to say we can talk about it at will. Right. Right. And yeah. the thing is, it's like we're telling everybody up front. So if it's a topic that's yeah. listed, they should know. You know, it's not safe yeah. if they don't know about it. So that being the case, uh, we skipped last week, which we didn't acknowledge whatsoever until right this second. So Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was a. It's the holiday, holiday you know, here in the U.S. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll probably um, set that as the precedent uh, on major holidays. We probably will also take off just because it complicates things with family uh, activities. So anyway, Ryan, you had a surprise topic, so we're going to kick it off to you. I did. I had a surprise topic like two weeks ago, <laughs> and we weren't able to do it because Mark bailed on us. Ultimate betrayal. So ultimate betrayal it's okay so it is what it is um <laughs> such remorse so yeah um stephanie and i slammed through all two seasons of uh lock and key oh what what so how did you convince her <laughs> um it was actually oh i think it was my mom like sent us a text and was like, Hey, you should watch this show. And she, and I didn't say anything in the text thread. And she was like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think? So, um, you've both seen both seasons. No, yes. I have not seen all of two, but I know effectively what's happening in it. So I'm not worried about that aspect. I read the, so, I comic. mean, well, I don't have to, I don't have to discuss. We don't have to discuss. No, all honestly, I'm curious, two. like where it might diverge. It's not going to ruin it for me. I promise you. Are you sure? I just said that. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I I really liked season one a lot, and I felt that I I felt like they slipped a little bit on concluding season two, but I felt that the actor that played the the villain in season two was much weaker. And I felt that it would have been much stronger had they had the actress that played um, 
God, what I don't remember her name right now, like because it was so fresh two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's the same problem um, I have. I think I I agree with you that season two was slightly weaker than the first season, but we still enjoyed it. And I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem with him as the villain. Um, there was some pacing issues. Dodge. dodge. Yeah, I said dodge. dodge. Yeah, Not age. Yes. Dodge. Thank you. Yes. And so, and then. Um, what was his name? Gabe. So I thought, uh, yeah, Gabe and Dodge. Yeah. So, um, I thought some of the, the choices they made for like stretching things out for plot points for like, um, it looking back on it as a, at the both seasons as a whole, like I have to take it for what it is, you know, but I felt that, they definitely stretched out certain things and making characters make decisions. Um, like, and I saw this on, like I went to the, I think it's called keyhole is the subreddit. Cause I went to see what like everybody thought about it. And basically everybody thinks the characters are stupid because they make terrible decisions mm -hmm. all the time about like what they do in the world. And I kind of agree with that as the seasons were going along they didn't make like human choices, like as they were doing things, you know, I know this is like a magical world and everything where the, they were these magical keys that they would craft and make throughout, you know, both seasons, but they, I don't know. It seems like they were like almost like memeing a horror movie. You know, where like they would be stuck somewhere and they'd like run the wrong direction or they wouldn't take the stair. They take the stairs up into the house instead of running out the door, you know, and I, I Stephanie, I kept like looking at each other and be like, this is like, you know, that 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 stupid commercial from a long time ago where they were like making fun of a horror movie where like the kids run into the garage with all the chainsaws and then they like. Um, I, I can't remember what commercial or what they were advertising at the time, but it's like they were leaning into, and so I don't know if it's supposed to be that campy or, you know, if, if like they were, I see, that's what I just didn't really understand about the show is if it was meant to be more of a satirical, you know, like riff on this, or if they were actually being serious and yeah, so that, that's kind of my take on it. That's interesting. I, from like the source material and maybe even the first season, I don't feel like it was trying to be satirical. Do you, Mark? Yeah. Mm -mm. So I think you may be just looking at, you know, poor writing <laughs> and you're just acknowledging like if the characters behave in a way that services <laughs> the drama of the plot versus like their own interests in an inorganic yeah. way, then that's weak writing. So yeah. That's and that's what we both recognize, and that's what a lot of people on the subreddit kind of recognize too. Is that you know, especially in season two, towards the end, you know, the characters service the plot more than themselves. You know, they tended to make poor decisions about the way things went. Right. So, yeah, and the thing is, like, it depends on your tolerance for that because a lot of people want that heightened drama that fiction provides you know like oh he would never do that or i would never do that you know it's like well if they didn't do that then there'd be no story and we wouldn't be watching right. this show it 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 didn't bother us enough to like like we were there were 
it was entertaining. And you like, we were on the edge of our seat, like a few things, you know, and, um, that like, there's going to be a season three, you know? So like, we're going to watch that. Like, cause I enjoyed it. I enjoy the, the world building and everything that was involved with how, like it was very creative. And so I enjoyed the world that was presented mm-hmm. and the way that it was crafted. How does, so, how did um, she feel about it? She liked it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It was, it was one of those ones that, you know, it was like good. And like when, um, when we watch shows together, it's usually like, you know, on to the next one, kind of like, let's keep watching it. And we, I think we burned through it in like, I don't know, three or four days. Like, you know, it went pretty quick, like over a weekend. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you got into it because it is, it's a good concept at least, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, just, yeah, having the, I think, um, do you know how far you are in season two? I just, so I forgot that it was even out and then I was on Netflix or whatever and just saw it there Mm -hmm. and we watched the first episode and realized I remembered very, very little about what happened in the first season and, or how it, the finale played out and Jennifer didn't either. So we got interrupted and our goal was to kind of like watch a synopsis again because it just kind of like opens up and I just didn't remember how the conflict was resolved. I just remember the stuff in the cave, right? Um, yeah, but, uh, anyway, uh, we'll be picking it up here soon. Like I said, previously, we have been not watching a lot of TV, but we were focusing on finishing Dexter so we could get to the new series, which tonight we're actually on the fourth episode. So I'm of the new blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's only four. Like that's That's what I mean. We're about halfway through that one before we started recording. So, woo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so are we all caught up on that nope so, haven't even yeah, started it yet yeah you don't have showtime do you mark not yet i'm kind of waiting to, for it to all be done so i can just binge it yeah that yeah. makes sense i don't know that i mean <laughs> it's crazy how accurate there's not really anything redeeming about season eight do you remember it at all mark um yeah i, I just remember it being kind of a kind of a disappointment of a season yeah it's a, it's a major letdown it's it's you yeah, know because i was hoping that it'd be a thing that people were too emotionally invested at the time and it wasn't as bad but it's just it is it's it, not it's well as written. bad yeah and now how no, about this not. new season how's that yeah i would i agree with ryan he just did a thumbs do you think up. it redeems itself so far it doesn't redeem what they did in the past but it what they're doing now is more interesting than the final or the last they, season it's without spoiling it it's i mean like you you have seen like the trailers like it's kind of like picking up where the end of season eight left off you know where it left off right like he's in the woods and so right like basically they're like how could we build a story you know where he's in a cabin in a woods somewhere Mm -hmm. you know like and so that's literally what they did they were like we built a story around that and that's that's what that's the story they're telling and it is really interesting so far yeah okay. I agree. so well yeah i'm i'm uh through the we watched the fourth episode last night and um there is a lot of mystery there they've done some answers uh not necessarily answers but some 
it it's I I don't want to say redeem season eight, but it's um I don't know, it's just been kind of cool, like having them tie back like being a fan of the entire series so far and just having this character back is is really cool. It's really neat. <laughs> I will say um, my biggest critique is his haircut. He's got the Lloyd Christmas uh, special going on. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. that's a lot. It's kind man. of like a little bit of a, like a little bowl cut, you know? And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like he, he just channels Jim Carrey too much in Dumb and Dumber as far as that look. <laughs> and I hate it. I don't know why they went that direction. I did. I'm with, I, you know, it's you kind of like shattered a little like uh, glass for me there because now that you said that, I'm not going to be able to not see Lloyd Christmas every time you every open time his mouth, he goes I expect to see like a chipped tooth. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's oh, a superficial complaint. I, I can see how it would Samsonite, be. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, I guess we're at a dead end on that one since Mark hasn't been caught up. So, because okay. of that, Mark. So, what do you got? What do you want to bring to the table? Um, so I, I just brought. I've been playing a lot of Forza Five. Really, uh, still Horizon Five. Oh yeah, it's got its hooks in me pretty, pretty hardcore. It's really, really good. So, to what extent? I think, like, what are you doing when you're on your average like session of playing? I'm just going around doing races, um, trying to collect cars, and um, the. I think Mexico was the perfect setting for Horizon. It it's got enough biomes in it that it like it, it feels like you're you know you're not seeing the same thing over and over as you're driving around. Right. And are you just, doing any it, actual multiplayer? I have tr- I've dabbled in it a little bit. Um, it's pretty seamless. Uh, there are some season races that I've gotten into where. Um, it still uses drivatars and stuff, but it's like so it's kind of like AI driven cars, but it's your so like people Phantom from your Ryan's and your Phantom Brothers. Fan- yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Phantom Ryan's. There's been so many times I've cursed him. Oh, really? I'm that good, huh? That's probably better than me actually racing, where I'm, I'm terrible at racing games. So, does this um, one have uh, the gimmick races, like where you race like a plane or a train or something? Oh yeah, like that? oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, yeah. There's a plane one. There's ones where you're, um, you're there. Uh, there's a plane over dropping motorcyclists down on you and driving. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's like a whole. There's some story missions that involve like where you're a stunt driver mm-hmm. for a movie, and. There's another one where you're going around exploring the different um, uh, sites, but you're doing it in a way where it's like it's almost like a uh, Indiana Jones adventure because, mm-hmm. you know, Mexico's got all those pyramids and Aztec related stuff. So there's like a, a bunch of those that you go to and right. you're taking pictures of like statues and stuff, but you got to do it in a certain amount of time so you can get a certain amount of points. It, but, but I outside mean, of it's, that, you're not usually on a strict time limit, right? No. No, no. Um, and you then you can drive around and do whatever you want, run into things, try to get, rack up, you know, your um, skill combos and stuff like that. It's really you can play it. It's basically they made it so where you can play it in the way you want to play it. And it's got a whole bunch of like um, accessibility options. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to make it super simulated, you can do that. 
but if you want to dial it back so it's super arcadey, you can do that too. I love it. And it more games should have uh, those types right. Of and it doesn't. Sure, you get less experience than you would if you went um, simulated full sim, where yeah. full sim, but it's it's not. You're still getting experience, and it's not like a huge a hit on you going down. So like I'm I'm I basically have it on average settings across the board. Um I've gotten pretty good at at turning so I've turned off like um 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 uh drift assist. Yeah, no, the um traction control. Okay. So I can I can start practicing drifting more. Okay. Um but um yeah it's it's really good i, mean, have I you played a racing game in like the last five or ten years i played a little bit of forza four okay. and three all right um but this one this one they take what they you know there's they take everything that was great about the previous versions and then add new stuff to it that's that enhances it even more right and it just looks great on an Xbox Series X, so I'm just surprised uh, we're still re- sticking with the it. reason so it looks be good. so. I mean, the reason it looks so good is it's like the one of the biggest games. Like when I went to download it before vacation, it was like over a hundred gigs. Oh my god! <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty big. Size, it's pretty man. big. Yeah, yeah. I was a little like shocked that it was like when I went to download it, it was like. It went to one, two of 110 or whatever. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I need to make room. <laughs> I need to delete some games. <laughs> um, the other thing I played a little bit, and I not as much. I tried out the Halo Infinite multiplayer that they have now. Yeah. It's out. Um, <laughs> it is it is a blast. Um, they have captured. I've heard it's the, smooth. The original Halo, the Halo multiplayer, mm-hmm. but with today's up. Uh, advanced graphics like my favorite multiplayer was when they did it in two like yeah, that's it, where i had the most the, just as good fun um okay. it's very smooth it great at 60 frames per second um looks great and it just it feels like the old arena shooters from uh you know like quake or stuff like that but you know like that's awesome i got a real tournament <laughs> yeah with halo um awesome. and they have like a mode where it's uh i think it's like forget how many people it is, but it's pretty big. It's like 24 on 24 with vehicles and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's it's super duper fun. Is it true that you don't get to actually pick the mode? That you just load into the multiplayer and like you're going to be auto-matched to like whatever happens to be on offer? You, okay, I haven't really dabbled too much into this game. Okay. okay? Um, I do know that um, I think you can pick those larger map ones. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're playing... Um, uh you just play a you know, quick play and it has like capture the flag and slayer and all those modes well what i've and heard it, though it, like i said is that you don't get to opt into that specifically like you don't get to choose that you're playing capture the flag i had heard that you just load into a match and you yeah. are playing that which is my, that was me. my so there's no there's no filters that was my experience i haven't seen any filters the thing is to keep in mm. mind is this is they released this early, kind of, sort of as a beta, right? Okay, the real the actual game comes out on the eighth, mm-hmm. so there may be 
these like things a, may be like common. a day day one patch kind of like let's add this you know mm-hmm. this is a feedback yeah, I know that there was tweets okay. from the devs saying they got a lot of feedback a lot of people are loving the base gameplay itself like you're saying mark but mm-hmm. there's complaints about the progression system with like xp and then there was complaints yeah. about like game you don't modes. earn xp for winning a match or playing a match you earn the xp based on the challenges that you complete right so a lot so of people are complaining times with like a certain weapon or run over somebody with a war yeah so you'll be playing like a game like oddball or capture the flag where your goal is to try and get the flag and bring it back but you got people trying to just use hammers all the time because they that's their they go that's their challenge their, their daily, their daily challenge for the day to get drop. there yeah so yeah. it's incentivizing people not to actually engage on the real gameplay type which i heard is right. problematic yeah and yeah that does that seems like an oversight <laughs> well the devs yeah acknowledged that and i guess they said that hey we're on break and we're hearing you but we're taking a break and when we come back we'll start addressing well, and yeah, because they just they went gold and they were just like, we got we to take some time <laughs> yeah, for ourselves. So <laughs> I think that's fine. Like they, they really did. They made a lot of goodwill for themselves by the fact of not promising it and then just dropping it at the end of that stream. Right. So, yeah. So it does kind of, it, it, you know, the battle pass is very slow to level up. Yeah, but it's, um, it's going to last through May. Right. Right now, they, there's a paid version where you can pay ten bucks, and obviously the, the rewards come faster. Right, um, but that's but yeah, cosmetics, the first right? season, the first season is going to end in May, so you've got from now to May to do it. Right. And I was reading an article; I can't remember if it was Kotaku or another one where the writer was saying that he kind of did the math. Mm-hmm. You know, he he says he's an average gamer, you know, an average player. He should have, without paying for the battle pass, he should have it completed like um, like a month before that hits. Right. So. Just by like playing like a couple hours a night or something. Yeah. So your mileage will vary. Yeah. Uh, on it. But I mean, I'm sure it's going to get tweaked and fixed along the way. So, you know, right now. Well, it, and if they, if they the do game anything plays, like. Well, if they do anything like Call of Duty, and I think Destiny does it from time to time for their battle passes, they'll have like, you know, 2x weekends or 3x weekends where like, you know, like, hey, this weekend you can get, you know, two or three times the experience, you know, and so they'll incentivize people to play, you know, like, because if they see a drop off in their metrics where people aren't playing as much, they'll incentivize people to jump in more. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So, um. So the next two things on my that I wanted to talk about are kind of t- uh, connected to each other. Okay. So I'm, I'm one episode away from finishing Arcane. I tried my best to get it done yesterday before <laughs> today. I, I couldn't do it. Right. So, but man, that show is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot recommend that show enough. Yeah, um, like it uh, profoundly grabbed me. Like I'm a big yeah. animation person and it's like when certain things hit me, they hit me hard and that show did. So, yeah. And it's like, I, I never cared about League of Legends before. I could give a shit less. I couldn't yeah. give a shit less, honestly. But now I, now I'm kind of, now I'm like going back and looking at histories and lore no, of this, of League of Especially like because... Jinx, like, you know what I mean? The character Jinx was like yeah. so compelling. Yes. And, and like spoilers or whatever. Like, honestly, when she start i was afraid it was going to be like a harley quinn 
kind of character. <laughs> I could see why. I, I, part of me was that thinking that too, because and, she does have invoke that a little bit. But to me, like it veered on the end of Harley Quinn that I don't mind. Like from the uh, Suicide Squad sequel. Did you did, have you mm-hmm. both seen that? Yeah, I have. Okay. So they give her some genuine pathos. They show something kind of like a little under the surface and she'll Mm -hmm. every once in a while inside the mania, you'll see like the real person underneath still. And I think Mm -hmm. that's crucial, you know, to make, make a wacky character like that work. And the fact that you, well, obviously I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say, Ryan, I don't think this would necessarily be a Stephanie thing. I would be surprised to be honest. I think it's a big ask for her. Sarah wasn't yeah, too I'm... engaged with the. I tried to get her to watch. We watched like the first episode, and um, she wasn't as engaged. I'm honestly it. surprised yeah. by that because she's usually she's pretty open to animation. Yeah, yeah I I might be more. Uh, I'm going to show her the trailer for Wheel of Time, and might be able to get a more on on that for at least yeah. maybe. Um, no promises. All I would say is <clears throat> give it more than one episode, Ryan. Because well, I've, I've heard seen the first episode. People... I've seen the yeah, I saw the first episode. I watched that you know one morning while oh, we were okay. out in Vegas. So all right, okay, yeah, and it's 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 just okay. Like we talked about it a little bit. So okay, well, fine, we're done there. Well, the the way they released <laughs> it too is kind of interesting because they released them in three episode chunks, mm-hmm. so you can kind of interesting. see it. And so the show, the series, is broken up into kind of like three acts. You got Act One, which is the first three, Act Two, and then three. And you could so really nine see... episodes, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, so you can really see it, it. Really, I think I kind of like it this way because it kind of like you've got the way they broke it up is it, 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 it it's compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The other thing, the right below it, the Legends of Runeterra. Is League of Legends, but right. it's the card. It's a card game, um, kind of like Hearthstone. Okay, uh, that's free to play on your phone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just tried it out because I was like, you know what, Riot's got their grips in me right now, so <laughs> I'm going to try try this out. Man, is that game fun? <laughs> so, huh. is it um, comparable to Hearthstone? I. <laughs> Um, yes, you, 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 the way it plays, you'll kind of recognize, you'll, you, you can kind of jump in and step right into it. Mm. Uh, but they do cut some things a little bit differently. Um, the way the rounds are broken up is a little bit different. So, um, it's kind of like you alternate blocking and attacking. Okay. In a, during a round. Um, so like a little coin will flip over. And and if it's a sword on your side, then you are the attacking and they have to block. And um, man, I haven't even gotten to any like actual like um, uh, multiplayer aspect of it yet. Mm -hmm. But there is a single player campaign that you can play with the different decks that you unlock and you can unlock these in the campaign, but it's kind of like um, slay the spire laid out. So you follow like you pick. So that's the other thing. Um, The cards run based associated with a a legal legends character. Mm -hmm. So you've got your jinx deck and you've got your Vi deck Mm -hmm. and there's cards and then you can earn new cards to your deck uh, through going through the slay the spire kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Also, um, 
so it's kind of got a like rogue 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 light thing going on to it right um i'm just finding it really really fun um i wasn't i was surprised because i'm not a not a big hearthstone fan um but this right now is i think because of the single player aspect of it um, where I'm not feeling like I have to compete with other people to earn cards and stuff. Yeah. It is what's keeping me invested in it right now. Huh. I'll have to check that out. They have a bunch of um, tertiary things that are spinoffs of League of Legends characters. Mm-hmm. There's a new one called, I think, The Ruined King. And it's like a yeah. JRPG, yeah. like a turn-based JRPG that just came out. I was kind yeah, of interested I'm, in. I'm, I'm curious about that. And then I actually, so as much as I said, like, I don't give a shit about it. I actually did install Wildlands, League of Legends Wildlands on my, my phone because it's the mobile version. Oh, okay. The mobile MOBA. But it just kind of reiterated, like, I don't, I'm not interested in the gameplay mechanics Mo- of it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. As much as I was, I'm, I'm kind of invested in the world, right? Their universe. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't bring myself to play a MOBA game. I, I'm just, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah, it was very, but, I don't know. The mechanics of it put me off pretty much immediately. But this, I but tried this, that one that Nintendo did, and I couldn't get into that. Which one? Oh, the uh, Pokemon one, the Pokemon Yeah, oh, I tried yeah. it on, uh, Pokemon on Switch, Unite. and I tried it on the phone and like i did like a couple matches and i just couldn't get into it yeah so, mobiles aren't my cup of tea they're but not my I, thing either but this this is fun this is good well um, i just downloaded it so i'll give it a whirl. yeah give it a whirl um they they're also i don't know if you guys know this they're planning on making an mmo based on this world Okay. And my guess is if I had to guess their riot is riot came out with arcane to kind of like give people a, a more of a backstory for all these different for their characters. hero characters, flesh them out, Champions. flesh out the world uh, to see that it's more than just, it can be more than just a MOBA mm-hmm. because if they want to make an MMO, they're going to have to flesh out the lore and everything like that. So I think this is their way. Well, it's not one really of their stress, ways, right? Because Blizzard did exactly that with Warcraft into World of Warcraft. So, right, yeah. right. So, um, but honestly, I would feel like with the quality of Arcane and their other projects, like, did I ever show you uh, Mechs versus Minions, the board game? No, but I've seen it and I really want it. Like the production quality on it is immaculate and like all the components are just, I don't know, it's crazy well designed and it seems like everything they touch, they dump a ton of money into and like love and care. So I would actually be interested in a League of Legends based MMO because I feel like Mm -hmm. they're kind of Blizzard's heir apparent at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd try it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is a little bit of VR. So over the holiday, I played a lot of it. Gotta go. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not just Phasmophobia. So I played um, a game called Pavlov. Not not the dog salvating or anything like that. But <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like Counter Strike for VR. Um, but okay. I I'm I've never been a fan of Counter Strike. However, I was playing this with my brother in law John. And it was basically he and I versus a bunch of AI bots. So there weren't. And that was just 
running around in a VR space with um, actual military weapons where you actually physically have to eject the clip or grab the clip, reload, and each gun has their own like way of doing it. Like in real life, you got to <laughs> learn how to do it. So if you've got a P90, you got to take the clip out of the top, grab another clip, put it back in, cock it, and then fire. Or if you've got like a, a, a sniper rifle, you have to actually, you know. So can you fumble, can you drop the clip, for example? Yes. Yes, I fumble it all the time. <laughs> like there are so many times. Thankfully, the mode that we're playing, you have unlimited clips because there's a lot of times where I'm in the middle of a fight and I run out of bullets and I go to grab the clip and I throw it <laughs> instead of. <laughs> but and that's some of the funniest stuff, man. Because you 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 be running around and you watch John like drop a clip and be like whoop. <laughs> and pick it back up or you try to go down and you try to reach for a clip that you dropped and you grab your your knife out or what game is this again <laughs> called pavlov pavlov okay yeah so it's basically counter-strike for vr but it's uh, but the, we don't play it with like other players or other real people like you, you can but we well, just that would get ruin in it probably play. like as a casual yeah, it's just fun it, it's it's hilarious. The bots kind of suck, but that's fine because you're just going around having fun messing yeah. around with the guns. I mean, it's got full dismemberment. So if you take a shotgun to somebody's head, they their head explodes and you just see like a jaw left oh there. It blows, holes in, it blows <laughs> holes in their chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how realistic is the fidelity there? Like, are they kind of cartoony models or they look like Call of Duty models? um somewhere in between those okay okay um so is it like a Fortnite? i'm just trying to figure out no it, it's more you, you, it's more like counter they look like counter-strike okay all right so real world. okay okay yeah yeah Stylized um real world yeah um so that was a lot of fun um the other thing i wanted to talk touch on and then uh, is the half-life alex i finally got that for um for the vr man okay so <laughs> there's so much i could say about this game i could talk i could probably talk an entire uh podcast episode on what i love about this game all right uh it's just absolutely amazing and honestly this is a game i would not want to show to somebody who's doing vr for the very first time okay. nope Be because it would ruin vr for them <laughs> from there on out <laughs> it's because, uh it's the highest fidelity one of the best vr games ever made yes so did you complete it yourself ryan no i and mark's next topic will probably go into it a little more yep. but uh, <laughs> um uh, but man uh i there's so many cool things everything everything is you can pick up everything in the game mm -hmm. and you can interact with just about everything in the game, including. So, well, let body. me stop you right there. I, I spent when I'm my first time in there, like I didn't even finish one of the levels. Cause I think I spent like a half hour using a, um, whiteboard marker and just like drawing pictures on the window. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just yep. like, I just like, was like, Oh, this is so much fun. You know? Yeah. And I just kept like drawing pictures and writing stuff. And like, and I was by myself in there. So I couldn't show anybody, which is for me, but you know, it's just <laughs> incredible the amount of stuff you can interact with. Yeah. And I mean, the first couple chapters, it's just you 
moving through the environment. You don't actually get to um, like actually actual gun combat until like maybe the third or fourth chapter. So they're acclimating you as a player to the world. Yeah. And when you start fighting, uh, fighting against the, um, um, the combine forces, I mean, you're actually ducking behind stuff, getting down, crouching down and ducking behind stuff. Um, but you get early on, you get these, uh, gravity gloves mm-hmm. and these gloves that are fit on your hand. Uh, you can lock onto any object. So you'll, you just move your hand over an object and it will turn, re- that object will turn red. And then you just flick your wrist and it flings back at you force style. And you can just, and then you just hit a button to catch it. Hmm. So you catch it and then you can either put it in your back over your shoulder to put it in your backpack to store it. Or you can then use it to fling it at other, fling it at creatures. And I think one of the coolest things was picking up a, and this is, I know this is going to sound menial, but I picked up a little saucer that was underneath like a uh, a coffee cup Mm -hmm. and I flung it like a Frisbee just to see what it would do. Right. We were like a Frisbee. (laughs) 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 The physics in the game is really, is great. Ah, man, I could go on. Well, I mean, this was the developer that in Half-Life 2, like, you know, when you shot wood, it, it like showed wood particles, you know, so they first developed that. So, yeah, I mean, you could shoot the wood if you want, or you could just run yeah. up to it and grab it with your hands and pull it off. And rip well, it no, off. but that's my point is that they first they were the made the breakthrough in that, you know, what was that back in like 2006 or seven right. before it would just be like, you know, a picture of a bullet, you know, but th- then they made the wood splinter, right. you know, and so they changed the physics of gaming forever. There's a tunnel that you early on that you go through that's covered in alien shit. And there's like, they're like, I don't know, orbs or plant like alien things that actually are alive and move around. If you, you can go up and touch them and they react to your hand Hmm. and you can move around. I I don't know. It's just, there is some really amazing stuff going on here. Um, and I could, yeah, it's really I, could I could go on. Yeah, it really is. I just, um, yeah, I, I, I never got as March probably further than I am. Cause I only probably played it for like three or four hours mm-hmm. over the course of a couple weeks, just because I would get severe headaches and severe motion sickness. Uh, I didn't even, I used the, uh, um, not the movement. What's the, um, one where you toggle ahead and move forward, Mark, what's that movement type called? Oh, uh, teleport. Yeah, basically, in any VR game, I have to use the teleport to move because if I use locomotion, I would be vomiting on the floor. So, so that sounds like what makes somebody almost get carsick have, you know, the yep. relative position. I get carsick reading. It's basically your body, your eyes are vi- seeing movement and your body is re- not registering movement. So it's that disconnect that causes that mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, yep. nausea sensation and which I is what i'm handle it so that topic nice segue um <laughs> yep <laughs> goes into what so i thought i would look up some ways to prevent vr motion sickness since our friend ryan here has that yeah. problem so I've, I've had i've had an oculus for a year and i probably use maybe a total of what 20 hours because i just can't get past it so if you guys will indulge me here for a moment. Consider yourself <laughs> indulged. All right. So, Ryan. Okay. 
According to this article I found, um, you could try baby steps. Baby uh, steps. If a game makes you feel queasy, start out by limiting your play sessions to just a few minutes at a time. So basically what they're su- suggesting is just, you know, play for five to ten minutes and then stop. And then maybe try right. doing that periodically until you can and try to go a little bit further each time. What is the iteration? Am I doing five to ten minutes every hour? Am I doing five to ten minutes a day? Um, I, it doesn't really say that's more me just uh, improvising a little bit mm-hmm. of this or giving you my suggestion yeah. take on it. Um, they also recommend... Um, shutting your eyes or breathing deeply to take short or take a short break and try again. Mm-hmm. So the way they're advising you play VR is to stop playing VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in inter- in iteration, not completely stopping because if you completely stop, then you're just going to go back to zero the next time you start again. It's very, so the idea though. is to, the idea is, is to just keep trying to build a trying. So maybe take like there- a, Maybe Is take there like a theory an hour. like that you can build up tolerance to it? That's like, what a lot of people I've been a lot of people that are or a lot of articles I've read said that you can eventually build up a tolerance or mm. you build up a uh, you get used to it. Your your brain and your yeah. eyes. Are, I remember you would tell me like a whole like you just got to get your VR legs, man. And it's just yeah. like it never happened. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that they recommend is um and this is more of like maybe a placebo kind of uh, kind of thing. It's having someone tell you you'd be okay. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> this one sounds bizarre, but at least one study suggests it's rooted in scientific fact. According to the report, you may be able to overcome VR motion sickness just by simply having someone tell you you'll be fine. <laughs> um, how about this, Ryan? Have you tried eating ginger beforehand? Ginger? Yeah. So apparently, um, some studies have shown that uh, eating ginger, which is, I guess, a uh, or taking ginger supplement an hour or two before putting on a VR headset may lower your chances of losing your lunch. Whether it works mm-hmm. or not, it's a good excuse to try. And uh, ginger, I guess ginger has like a... Uh, has like a natural anti-nausea capabilities to it. Hmm. So I've never heard that, but I mean, I'm sure ginger supplements like aren't super expensive to at least try. Yeah. So. Um, here's another one. Aim a fan at yourself. Uh, so, I mean, I got a fan. I got a fan in the room. Like it's always blowing air on me. Um, take <laughs> drama mean. So, I mean, oh, that's actual yeah, that's, medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here's another one. Uh, wear a wristband, uh, like the C bands. Um, basically, it these C bands, S E A dash bands that you can buy. Um, they basically go on your wrist. They uh, uh, put pre- acupressure on something called the Nikuni point on your wrist i'm I'm sure i pronounced that right (laughs) but anyway uh (laughs) uh the result for many people is reduced susceptibility to motion sickness just having random pressure on their wrist 
Yeah, I, be, I guess there's like a, a nerve or a pressure point there. they recommend putting crystals, crystals in and around your body to absorb? No, the but they energy. recommend, the next thing is recommending marijuana. Okay. That's crystal well, solution. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can't do that yet. <laughs> um, and finally, um, if you want to spend some money. Giveaways, dude. <laughs> there's alternative movement methods. So you can get these things called the uh, V rocker, which are look like um, they almost look like uh, snowblade or snowshoes mm-hmm. that actually or have like um, you put them on your feet and they kind of look like skis a little bit, small skis. What are they called? Uh, um, cyber shoes. Cyber shoes. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the. Basically, you you stay in place and you kind of just move your feet to kind of make your character move. So you you push down to move forward, lean back to. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're like foot. little strap-on versions of that platform yeah. you can walk yeah. on. So it kind of the mm. idea is tricking your brain into thinking you're actually moving. Right. Mm. That seems very helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Should give these a try, Ryan, and then report back. <laughs> All of them simultaneously. Yes, I'll do that. <laughs> but seriously, send me the article and then I'll read through it and maybe try some of these things. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll put it in Discord after the show. Yeah. Um. So then moving away from VR Corner, my final surprise topic dun, dun, is I am re-listening to I'm re-listening to the wheel of time. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So the show actually grabbed you, huh? Yes. Um, so uh, a little bit about that. So How long is, I, is the first book? Is it like 100 hours? No, it's 32 hours. Uh, but so I read. Okay. I agreed more. with both of you <laughs> on how the first episode was a little. Um, it suffered a little bit from pilotitis. Okay. You know, it went, it didn't, it wasn't, it was a little bit, meh. Three, two, three, and four progressively get better. Okay. And okay. where four is at now, I'm, I think four, after watching all four episodes, I'm now kind of hooked into it. Okay. Um, so much so that it made me go back and start listening to the book again. Now, oh, wow. there are two versions now of the audiobook for this book. The first one being the one that we all that you and I listen or I don't know, did you listen to it, Matt, or did you I just read it? Read it? Oh, okay. Well, the first the fir- the the original audiobook is kind of like poor quality. Mm-hmm. Um the author the readers weren't bad. There was a male and female so a, a reader, but clearly they didn't update. They just basically took a recording that was done from cassettes or CDs mm-hmm. and then put it digitally. So it just kind of sounds like it's in a tin can. Right. <clears throat> but there's a new ver- audio version out now that's just came out like, I think two weeks ago to co- correlate with the show starting. That's actually read by Rosamund Pike and she oh. does a really good job at reading it. Hmm. Um, so I'm hmm. like already like, um, 10 hours into the book. Right. And Damn, son. Yeah. It's, 
it's really good. I've been listening to it at work. Um, but, um, I'm really into it now. Um, thanks to the show. I think it just gave me, I think having, having the show there, kind of like go into a little bit of showing a little bit of the backstory and how things are supposed are kind of fit together mm-hmm. kind of makes going back and reading it a little bit better. Also, I did some research before I started reading it. I just read a bu- um, what a bunch of people who re- have already read the series recommend or thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. And they all say that first book is hard to get through because when he back when he first wrote it, he it was a time where fantasy was hard to publish. Mm-hmm. So he, unless you wrote it like Lord of the Rings or Tolkien yeah. or, or Carol or anything like that. So there's a it's it is very wordy like Tolkien. Um but like the next book after is it isn't like that. It's like more of what Robert Jordan's style is and will become. Okay. And it's easier to get through. Mm. So you just kind of have to I guess everybody says you just got to force yourself through that first book because the next two books are great and they kind of go in threes. So the first three books are kind of like one ch- one act essentially. Right. And then the next three are another act. But they said that if you can pile, plow through the first book, you should at least get through you should at least go through three, the third right. book because well, let it me do ends this. strong. What are you liking about it? <laughs> um well the show or the book or both. What about the show put you back on board with the books? Okay, so I think just seeing the world mm-hmm. and experiencing that universe in the show. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pushed me back to try to give the book another chance. Okay. I, I think it's kind of given the Game of Thrones thing for me. Because as you all know from uh previous episodes i <laughs> wasn't sold on game of thrones until the series came out right so okay. all right. having so mm. i think that it, it, it's doing that for me i wouldn't compare this show to game of thrones it's and i think that was a a very bad marketing thing that that amazon did was to try to make, make nothing it's kind of like Game of Thrones now is at a level where Star Wars, or maybe not quite as high as Star Wars, but everybody thinks stuck that Game of Thrones it definitely would have been. Well, actually, you know, Star oh, Wars, yeah. Star well, Wars has dropped I, the ball too. So, but Fair. I mean, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, I think it was reasonable. It was unfair to the show and to m- try to sell this as a Game of Thrones equivalent. Right. That is a huge. That that sets the bar of expectation at too high a level, I think. I think had they just promoted the show and didn't try to say, hey, it's the next Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe. It, it, the reception would have been a little bit better because people's know, expectations because wouldn't have been set so high. I didn't have that expectation, you know, and. I went into it kind of wanting to like it, but the main thing that I kept bouncing off of, and it might get better as they get their footing through other episodes, but they spent a lot of money for it to not look like a lived-in world to me. Like, the thing about Game of Thrones is 
from the costuming to the sets and everything, it seems like an organic, realized it place looks real. that people live in. You know, like like mm. it's it's an actual place. Whereas this, everybody looks like they're wearing costumes. It looks like a well shot. It's like a Renaissance I, fair, like a play documentary. Yes. Yeah, like like it looked like a play. I totally agree. And mm. you know, like at risk of like being more inflammatory about it, it looked. I don't want to I hate to I feel bad saying it but it looked like a high budget Xena to me like it looked like a midday afternoon TV drama that was a lot of money was dumped into because I and from like the acting to just like the general design style of it I wasn't at any point immersed into it like I never stopped I never just like felt drawn in and it's a problem for me when, you know, a first episode can't do that, right? And I don't want to kill your enthusiasm for it, but do you feel like... <laughs> I know I can't kill your enthusiasm for it. My whole point being, <laughs> you were relatively on board the first episode, right? You can see where it's the weakest, maybe, of the the few you've watched. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I, I was like, I told Sarah, I was like, hey, look... I w- let's I really want to I want to try wheel time but I've heard that it's not that great mm-hmm. or it's getting poor reviews or whatever and Sarah said she heard the same thing so she was both both of us were went into this you know expecting to see um a CW show that had just <laughs> had a lot of money right and but see that's what where Ryan and I kind of came out of it right well yeah I agree Okay. <laughs> I agree. While I agree, I agree and I disagree. <laughs> but you've also seen past the first episode. So, like, maybe there is something there that, like, a pilot is a pilot, and the first episode doesn't always have the luster as the rest of the series. Like, um, do we know um, that they greenlit the entire series? series or did they have to sell the pilot to greenlit the entire series does do do we know that like because sometimes they have to like they have to get seed money they have to make a pilot with kind of like some like straw money and then they have to say like hey watch this and then they say oh yeah this is good enough we see where you're going here's the rest of the huge amount of money go make your show like would you mark say that like the rest of the episodes you watched are higher quality or are you just more accustomed to its style and more open to the characters because every episode every subsequent episode builds on the previous because i found that like familiarity can go a long way too like even if the quality overall doesn't improve you just become more accustomed to what you're watching probably more so that i feel like they try to cram okay they try to cram in a lot in that first episode oh yeah Um, and a lot of the complaints that people have about it that are have read the book i can understand now because i'm through that part of the book they did change some things but i think the things that they changed were we're good. We're good. We're good changes. The only thing that I question is why did they add a add a wife for parent 
that mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, they should have just left the actual blacksmith. Yeah, they wanted to yeah. force some like dark tragedy on them, which was well, unnecessary. It, I even talked well, to you guys about that scene, how I thought that she was attacking him, you know, <laughs> and he killed her out of, you know, like got to save himself. Because the thing that is, scene, it was shot so weird. Yeah, the thing is, in the book, he he never killed anybody. Yet. Well, he did you have so, a wife. Right. So, um, I, I, I questioned that um, change, but like some of the other changes I can understand. Um, they had to, like, again, there was a lot that they had to put in that first episode. And I think they really wanted to get the, that, they didn't, they really wanted to get that fight with the Trollocs at the end in the episode, that first episode to try to get hook people. Because otherwise, it would just be, you know, people sitting around talking in a village. <laughs> I, I will say, for me, I, I think they rushed it because... I would agree with that. I, they, well, there was like a scene in the woods with, I don't, I don't know the character's names yet, but Rain. Rosamund, yeah, Rosamund yeah. Pike's character, and like her and her companion, basically, Land. they say something like, some some conversation and like it's like the trollocs and i was like that's a new word i've never heard before and all of a sudden like the town's getting attacked and i was like what is happening right (laughs) you know i was like what is going on (laughs) and that's why i say it's weaker now the other ones are paced better so maybe that's maybe that 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 might help you guys knowing that it's it's slow it, it, it it slows down but not so much that it's a crawl but it like they slow down a bit to give people time to take it in and breathe. Right. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, I agree with you. That first episode suffered from trying to throw, throw a lot at you. Well, yeah, they wanted to have that. They wanted to have her and him come down to save the day and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, and right. like and she- it, it, it was interesting, like to have that whole reveal of her story and why she was there, you know, and all the, that. The and- other thing to keep in mind too, the book is all from rand's perspective okay which so one rand? rand is the red hair guy that the main hero that's in it, the, the, the main the hero lives in the, the main town. character yeah the one that was up with uh the dude from game of thrones in the cabin yes yeah okay okay i forgot he he was in game of thrones <laughs> yeah he was uh the you know lannister send your send your regards guy you know when he oh Stark. okay Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, he's the main character, and the book is, is all from his perspective. So you don't even see in the book Moraine do her stuff in the book in the town. You find mm-hmm. it. You you find out about it after the fact. Okay. You know? So the book is clear, and that's the other thing. You know who the dragon reborn is in the book. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mystery like the show. The show is keeping that a mystery, and I think that's a good that's a good thing. Uh, I think the show could use. It, I mean, that's I think having a mystery do, like that. What I've heard is they're trying to subvert some of like the fantasy tropes that the book's guilty of, where it's all just the men are the only characters that matter. Ultimately, like the the men are always the savior, or the, where the plot revolves around, and they're trying to put some mystery into it that like women could also be responsible, right? And they they um, rightfully so um, made the women characters that are like Egwene 
and naive. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to. They're they're way more um, stronger mm -hmm. in the in the show than they are in the book. They're kind of a little bit of a. I mean, right now, early on in the book, they're kind of like, you know, how a man would write women back then. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't want to sound sexist or anything, but I mean, yeah, they, they're they they're more like they're, props or set dressing than like characters. They exist no, to like facilitate the rest. Uh, of the a little characters. more than that. I don't want to. I don't want to give. Book well, when did Robert book. Jordan write this first book? Nineteen ninety was when it was first published. Okay. The first book was published. So, I mean, not too long ago, but... 31 years. Yeah. So... So you think he had to have been working on it in the 80s, you know, probably for any... If, like... Because how many, how many books are there total? Ten. Ten. Uh, that he, he wrote before he died. He didn't write the last couple. He, they, they, yeah, the last three... Sanderson, based on yeah. his notes. Yeah. He had so, but but he, he, he got to, like, seven or eight... Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you would have to think that he had outlines and written a bunch in the 80s, probably at least the first two or three books or like whatever before the first one was published. So, right. Anyway, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, my expectation. I've lowered my expectations. I'm not going into this thinking I'm going to get a Game of Thrones experience out of this. Hell, you didn't or get maybe a Game it. of Thrones experience out of Game of Thrones, ultimately. <laughs> well, at the very end, that last season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a tragedy. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's still, you know, I'm really looking, you know, I can't, I'm really looking for fantasy to make, you know, start being more prevalent in shows and stuff and and this is a good step in the right direction even though maybe it's a little bit stumbling a little bit i'm i'm okay with it right you know um i'm curious to see what amazon does with lord of the rings uh next year me too yeah uh, so anyway that was my surprise topic i'm re-listening to the book again yeah, you're okay. gonna have to let me know how that goes like if it keeps you hooked so far so far so good i think Having uh, Roseman Pike reading it is well, I mean, it's, it's a third of the way through. So if it's 30 hours and you're 10 hours of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what do you got? Um, well, so I, I after finishing Dune, I went and watched both movies, mm -hmm. um, the 1984 and the 2021 version. Um, I enjoyed both equally for independent reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The 84 one was a glorious hot mess of Campy. Campy you just, you, oh my gosh. I think my favorite part about the 84 version was their shields. shields. Yeah. The, <laughs> they, they turn into Roblox characters, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Minecraft characters. Like two, two bit, like Minecraft characters. It was so <laughs> gloriously amazing. Yeah. After um, you told me about your experience and kind of enjoying it, I went back to it because I hadn't watched it in 20 years. And I yeah. was honestly kind of horrified. I was like, <laughs> well, because the, the, the weirdest thing from reading the book was it rains at the end of the movie. And I'm like, this never happened. Yeah. You know, it's like, it doesn't rain in the book. And like, <laughs> why did they do this? So like, I don't know. So, but like there was the, they like most of it was pretty cool. And 
Like there was uh, the scene after um, he became Audib and like he's teaching him how like basically the um, the girl shouts, you know, he's destroying the rocks and stuff. <laughs> like I thought that was so great because I mean, in the book, it's kind of like um, it's not really they, I don't think I don't remember any scenes like that. It's just kind of like an implication, you mm. know, that he teaches them the ways right. almost like that. And so they were like, well, what ways does he teach him? Maybe he destroys rocks with his voice. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, it was so good. So, but the 2021 version was really good. Um, felt um, short, right? I think despite being like two and a half hours, it still felt like yeah, it wasn't enough. Uh, the Thopters were, the Thopter, the being the dra- dragonflies in the 2021 version were amazing. I thought, both of the tooth scenes in both movies were were really good. I thought they were, both were well done. The, those sequence of it. No, no, the tooth. Uh, when they uh, oh, basically okay. the Duke, when the Duke's death, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also how um, uh, trying to remember the guy that puts the tooth in. What the traitor? What's his name? Oh. Um, uh, um... Oh my God, I yeah. Doctor, I'm, the, the name doctor. is Doctor uh, uh, Yui. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like both because in uh, the 1984 it was played by Dean Stockwell, mm-hmm. and then um, the I don't know who played it in um, the 2021. And actually, but I, yeah. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> so um. But I thought those sequences were really accurate to the book. The both the Gam Jabbar sequences with the box were done very well. I thought in both movies. Right. Um. So, uh, I am almost done with the second book. Uh, it's the Messiah. No, I think it's Messiah of Dune. Children of Dune is the third book. Okay. So. And uh, still holding your attention. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's the shorter of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I think was twenty one hours. The second book's only eight, like it's really short. And then the third book is going to be sixteen. So, Carl, uh, for anybody listening, a mutual friend of ours, he's also on the third book, and he has the okay. exact same feeling. He he, well, not the exact same feeling, but he liked the sequel. And then he was liking the third one even more. He feels like it goes back yeah. kind of more to the vibe of the first. So the I, I the way that I would describe it is like I feel like the second one is uh, if the way that I've also heard it too because there's the six books originally that were kind of like his kind of arc total arc of the mm-hmm. the story. And it feels like it's almost like two trilogies that the way he's setting it up and this kind of middle one is going to be like a like a um it's almost like bridging the gap and so to have him hear you say that about what he described is i'm excited to get to the third book right because i think i only have like two hours left of this eight hour book so nice um so we can leave off my shows for next time um because i want to talk a lot about death loop (laughs) (laughs) all right bye see See you guys (laughs) see you (laughs) <laughs> um 
So I, I did finish Deathloop. I didn't get to see how many hours I've actually put into it uh, before and after my vacation and Thanksgiving. You can put... <laughs> um, but uh, I um, did really, like we had kind of talked about before, really enjoy... So a little uh, background the, here, just before you go any further, I'm going to let people yeah. listening that like I kind of um, shepherded you into this by mm-hmm. um, basically we would jump. I would jump into your co in your game, and instead of fighting you, I would help assist you with the levels um, to allow you to kill me to to get uh, slabs and gear a little bit faster. Yeah, so I I got a bit of a boost in the beginning because. Um, I think I would agree that had I had started on my own having to get all the guns and kill some of the visionaries on my own would have been really challenging to do with just some of the base guns, but being able to kill you as Juliana and, you know, kind of ramp up and get a lot of the slabs and get a lot of the guns, uh, quickly, Mm -hmm. um, and especially with the also with the residuum, residuum that you dropped um, from your Juliana corpse a- allowed me to save the guns through a loop. And it also helped me learn the mechanics of um, the game as well. So I could get through it a lot quicker. So because, um, yeah, it was basically like a gi- more of a giant tutorial having you do that. Mm-hmm. So jump in my game. Well, I was so. just glad, like I wanted to do whatever it took to grab your interest on some level, you know, because I was yeah. enjoying the game so much, but you finished uh, the narrative of it and you felt that underwhelming, but you liked the moment yeah. to gameplay, right? I like the moment to moment gameplay. I was a little disappointed uh, with the conclusion of the story, mm-hmm. um, but I would still it's still my like one of my games of the year. Like I absolutely love it. I want to do a replay of it. I am playing as Juliana. I've gotten kind of hooked in where I don't even want to play any other games right now. I kind of want to go in and do the PVP stuff. See, that's um, incredible to me that like that actually grabbed you too. Oh yeah. There's just something about the one V one. It makes it more, it seems more feasible. Whereas like if you jump into call of duty, you're in with like 20 other people and you get, killed instantly whereas you have way more of a fighting chance in a 1v1 scenario so mark what matt did for me which was the most incredible thing was um he he we how do we do it we jumped in you played as colt right you jumped in and let me kill you like over and over and over for like an hour (laughs) and i basically leveled up my juliana to like max level rank 50 in yeah. like an hour and got all the guns <laughs> what <laughs> yeah so it's a way to fast track that's like, cheating <laughs> if I you guess, end I up mean, ever getting was... the game mark like we would uh fast track you like that too but, oh, i mean absolutely. so what does i mean what does fast tracking get you other than just all the just rather than having to do the pvp on my own and having to kill other players like other players playing Colt and like doing their missions. Matt basically stood there and let me stab him in the back like a hundred times. And then I, I guess what, I guess what I'm saying is, is um... so the point of the PVP is, you know, to obviously fight another person and accomplish your goal. It's much harder as like a brand new um, PVP person because you have guns that aren't leveled up. 
and you don't have any powers so it makes it virtually impossible to fight somebody that's a completely that has everything but you did it right yeah but i also started it took a long time everybody else did and it took me probably 12 hours whereas we Mm -hmm. got ryan there in like a little under two yeah and so it means that he can he's got all the accessories and guns and powers in order to just jump into a pvp game and immediately be able to, to compete you know he's got the learning he has to figure out the ins and outs of the gameplay but as far as like having max level equipment that's something he doesn't have to worry about so now i'm at an edge where i can jump in and i can at least compete without worrying about having like lower like not having the properly equipped guns or not having like lower not enough powers or something like that i'm basically have a max level character and the only thing i have to learn is the way players play a map the way players like navigate to a boss or the way they uh the kind of the cat and mouse situation of it right and matt and i have been sending each other clips of uh the hilarity hilarity that happens in this game and my before Matt helped me level up, one of the first times that ever happened, um, I was on a rooftop and uh, one of the Colts, I was firing one of the, basically a gun without a sight blindly because I couldn't hit this guy like a side of a barn, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like kind of like basically just, you know, think of the scene in Pulp Fiction. I was shooting holes in the wall right <laughs> behind this guy, but he ran straight towards me and he kicked me off the roof and killed me. And I... <laughs> thought it was the greatest thing even though i died and i lost the match or i kicked you uh, yeah it was it was the greatest thing ever so um but i did get uh my first uh kill off of um the charlie funhouse roof mat on the chimney excellent the other day mm-hmm. he came across the bridge and he had the I did the mines but he went on that lower bridge portion and uh-huh. so he bypassed all the mines but um, then I basically did two sniper shots when he was like fighting those guys right down there in the pit in Incredible. the front. So, yeah. You looped him? Then, so is what I, you said? What? You looped him like you finished him? No, 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 no. I, so he, I, I actually, I think I fell off and died. <laughs> so like I killed myself <laughs> accidentally. Like it was one of those times where I just, you know, whoopsie. Yeah. But um, I found another place for a mine cause I went up on top and got more mm-hmm. like, and to, to do the restock that you showed me with those laser mines. Yeah. Um, but there's that door that's wedged. So, um, remember that you come up and then you have to go through the house mm-hmm. and you have to bust through that wood plank. Yep. So basically there's like that. I think there's the, you can go around the outside to, uh, the left. Yeah. But if, if you choose to go through the house, that's actually you know, where I used only... to put the mines before I started putting them on the bridge. Well, I put one there mm-hmm. and one of the times it got him. Nice. So like, cause I put it up high and it blew him down <laughs> and then I, sh- and then it blew him out in the open. That's why, how I shot him. Nice. So it just feels so good. Plus seeing their corpse like frozen in mid death, like when the, when a character dies, Mark in this game, it leaves like this glowing corpse in the exact position of right when they died. So they'll be ragdolling and just be frozen in time. You can just kind of admire your work. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. So yeah, the the mechanics of this game, the way that the PVP works, um the fact that 
correct. There are four levels, but that it goes on four different time periods of day. So it's like basically 16 levels. It like it blows my mind every time that I think about it because I had to get to almost the end game yeah. before I got to like the 16th level because there was a level I, that I had not gone to in the afternoon before. And then I finally got to it and was able to get like some of the guns that I hadn't got to before. So, but yeah. So have you continued to play PVP then? Yeah, that's, I haven't gone back to do any more of my cult progression, you know, after beating it, I've just, every time I log in, I do some Juliana stuff. Right. And have you won then, or is that the only win that you got? That I I've I've had a couple of cult kills, but I haven't done a loop yet. Okay. So where I've done a complete kill. So right. um, the the thing that when I was the other day when I was playing that I found that was really kind of I, I would get into a match and um like if if like if they got me or if I fell off and I had an accident, it seemed to take a long time for me to get back in another match. Yeah, like. It has the matchmaking is small is is slow because it's not as popular as the game as I think they kind of hoped it would be. I thinking yeah. and I'm hoping once it's released on Game Pass that'll bring new life to it. You know, which unfortunately that was going to be like a year from now. So yeah, it's going to be like what next August or September, right? So, but I think that's what's going to um, take to like grab people. Yeah, I, I I'm really surprised that it doesn't. It doesn't cross play for PC, right? Because that'd no. probably be too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that would increase. The... There's a there's a bunch of cheaters on the PC version. Yeah, I've I've seen that on the subreddit. So, but I mean, I definitely when it comes out for Game Pass, I want to play it all over again. You know, to do like to basically build up the Xbox version of the character and everything. Mm-hmm. And I know you're because of uh, Halo. You're looking to get an Xbox now too. Yeah, it's easier said than done because. Uh... Yeah, that's some bullshit. It's impossible to get them still. It's crazy that it's we're a year out from launch and they're still being scalped for twice as much. You know, no, it's stupid. I just can't believe it. Me neither. Um, Mark. Hi. So. Hi. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all I got. Because um, uh, we'll just do the couple shows I have left. We'll save those for next week. All right. Well, we went a little long anyway, and we talked about plenty of stuff, so we'll yeah. address those things. And you know, no final thoughts, right, Mark? No. Well said. No final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> well, that being the case, um, while we're mostly wrong, we'll keep trying to get it right, and we'll talk to you all next time. See you guys. See ya. Bye bye.